Welcome to the Tutor Podcast, the only weekly show for anyone who is in the business of helping people. If you're a tutor, a teacher, or a coach, the Tutor Podcast will help you start, grow, and love your tutoring business in plain English without the buzzwords and BS. If you want to make more money and make more of a difference, the Tutor Podcast will be with you every step of the way. Hi, it's Neil Camero here with episode 186 of the Tutor Podcast. And today we're going to be talking about how goals really work. Now, if you're in the business of tutoring, and I guess you are because you listen to this, this is a really important factor in what happens when you decide to start, grow, and ultimately, hopefully, continue to love your tutoring business. I must confess, I'm a bit of a fan of goals. And today I've had far too many espresso, so brace yourself, this could get a bit ropey. First of all, guys, let's get clear on what a goal actually is. In short, it's a desired future state, a future situation, or an outcome. As long as we want it, it doesn't matter what it is. It could be health, business, finance, relationships, whatever. That sounds well and good. But, and there's always a but, isn't there? Most often, we just don't make them specific enough. We don't put enough detail in there to make them convincing and alluring to ourselves. And of course, there are problems with timing. Most times you put a goal on it and it never really happens. It's not timelined. It's not close enough that we can get our hands on it and take some action. So it's not immediately actionable. And oftentimes we set goals over which we can exert almost no control now this is certainly true for me uh, you might recognize some of these things in others obviously not yourselves so here's the problems with goals we have lots of them okay maybe we get some of them done but we'll miss a lot usually we'll miss more than we actually hit most of them just kind of fizzle out now why should this be if you're writing your goals down, then the chances are you're pretty motivated anyway. If, like me, you want to be in business for yourself, you want to drive yourself forward. You have that urge to control and steer the boat, as it were. So you get very focused and you're hungry for success. So why are there so many blowouts along the way? Well, here's what my research seems to suggest at the moment. And it's certainly backed up by everything I'm seeing out there in the medical and neuroscience research. To use goals effectively, you need to understand how we work. Not how goals work, but how we work. It's a biology thing. It's based on hormones, principally the hormone called dopamine which is often thought of as your body's reward hormone. Now, there's a mechanism there that we can use. But if we don't understand the mechanism, how are we going to use it? If you owned a Ferrari, but you didn't know how to drive, what good's the Ferrari? It's just going to rot and moulder away out there. So dopamine is the reward hormone for positive action or for peer approval or attention. And that ties in with our idea of how goals work. I'll explain why as we go. 
goals have many, many levels. I'm going to start at the top, the big, long goals, and work down to the sort of granular stuff that we can really engage with on a daily basis. Right, at the top of the goal tree, if you like, you've got your evil genius global domination level goals. These are often called vision goals. Long term, 10 years plus, they're kind of what you ultimately want. And it really helps if you know why you want it. So if you want to have 20 million quid in the bank, fine. Why do you want that? You better have a damn good reason. The problem is, though, these goals are so far out that they're pretty much intangible. And it's hard to believe in them. Oftentimes we make them vague and fuzzy and they lack the details. And, you know, if they're so big and so far off in the future, we can't connect to them. That's why we need the next level down goals. These are your outcome goals. I call them awesome outcome goals. If you're an evil genius, these be your continental dominance level kind of goals. These are the big milestones on the road to your vision goals, your evil genius global domination level goals. They're end results of processes and they're tangible. They're also pretty darn specific and measurable. It might be something like going on a world cruise, earning £200,000 a year, making your first million, buying your first investment property, whatever. Then... They're, they're pretty good goals, but they're milestones. They're just segments along the way. Now, below that, you've got your objective goals, and I call these my project goals. If I were an evil genius, these would be my national conquest level goals. They are smaller milestones, usually running over a short term. They're still taking me in the direction that I want to go. The building blocks of my awesome outcome goals, if you like, are my project goals. These projects sit below and they move me towards those awesome outcomes. It might be publishing my next book, writing another song, completing the development project, saving 20% of my income, or hitting a savings target. And they're all good. The next level down from that is the performance goals. This is the evil genius, how evil am I kind of a goal level. This is more personal. It's about your skills and your learnings. That might be maybe an award or a degree or a doctorate or something that is part of your skill acquisition process. It might be getting really good at sales calls, scheduling your students, building the right habits, taking up healthy practices and building a, a great body. The important thing is, these are short term and they always seem a little bit more achievable. And then even lower down the hierarchy of goals than that, there are the process goals. These are your evil genius, daily devious deeds kind of goals. These are the right actions you need to take to hit your performance goals and then your project goals. So it's great to ask yourself the question. Well, it's great to ask yourself the question, 
What can I do today to move me in the right direction to acquire the skills and progress myself within the project that I'm active on? Then ask the same question. What can I do this week to move me in the right direction? Obviously, once a month, I want you to ask, what can I do this month to move me in the right direction? And then review it and ask the same question every quarter. What can I do this quarter to move me in the right direction? Great, so that's the levels of goals from top to bottom. Well, where does dopamine fit into this? The hormone that I was talking about. Well, as I said, dopamine is your body's reward hormone. And you get a hit of dopamine for completing a right action or gaining peer esteem. It's recognition of an achievement. Now, we need to recognize and exploit that. So as we run through the goal levels again, I'll explain how dopamine might or might not figure in the process and reinforce our tendency to take action or not take action and to produce results and success or not. So right at the very top, those vision goals, the evil genius world domination goals, there's virtually no dopamine reward pathway activation in these goals. There's nothing getting fired off. There's no reinforcement through the dopamine reward pathway. So they're not really likely to happen. The huger they are, the more overpowering they are. Also, we can't exert a lot of control over these goals. So it can suppress dopamine, I believe, because if we don't have any control, we're going to feel somewhat oppressed by it. Because with those massive goals, if you do ultimately achieve them, it's a dead stop. Unless you've been really smart and kept on ratcheting your goals along, you're going to fall off the cliff. I know several very successful people who've achieved their life's ambition and then asked, what do I do now? So the next level down, these are your awesome outcome goals. Again, they're remote and they don't really stand much of a chance of firing up your dopamine reward pathway until you get completion on them. So they're quite unlikely to happen. Again, we might not have much control there. So I suggest that you sort of dangle a carrot in front of yourself here. Promise yourself a big reward when you complete your awesome outcome goal and make sure that you give yourself that reward. You'll hate yourself if you promise yourself a big reward and then you feel too guilty about having it to give yourself that big reward you promised yourself. It's crazy. But I've done it. I'm sure you have to. The next level down is the projects or objective goals. Again, these are pretty short term. And what's great about these is you can make observable progress and that can give you a little dopamine hit when you notice it. But it can be sporadic and you might struggle to, to measure that uh, progress or monitor the change properly. But being short term, they do seem more achievable. So they're more likely to happen. They're a bit more controllable, probably. And again, 
dangle a big carrot in front of yourself. Give yourself a pretty fabulous reward for completing the project. I don't know what it is for you, but you do. Next level down are the performance goals. These are your skill-based goals. They're pretty short term. Even if you're doing a degree, it might be two or three years. That's reasonably short. And I think if you are doing something like that, give yourself those intermediate rewards. When you complete a course, a module, a unit, get through an exam, a midterm, complete an assignment. Maybe you set a new personal best in sport or exercise. Master a tricky riff on your guitar. Then you're going to get a dopamine hit and you're going to reinforce that right action. So they're much more likely to happen because they're smaller nibbles too. They always appear a little bit more achievable and we have a great deal more control over them with the possible exception of externally moderated exams and tests, of course. This ties in with the idea of having a growth mindset and forward motion, forward momentum. Once again, dangle that carrot. If you're getting external rewards, certificates, degrees, grades, whatever it is, these are all part of the reward pathway. If you don't have those, give yourself a celebration dinner. Treat yourself to something that's important to you. That's much more likely to compel you to the next thing and the next and so on. And then right at the bottom of the chain, the shortest term of all are the process goals. These are your immediate goals. The sort of thing that you can tick the box on on a daily basis. And every time you do that, every time you recognize you did the thing that was going to move you forward, you get a little tiny hit of dopamine. Now, the more things you get done, the more dopamine you get. So you could actually be microdosing on a feel-good reward hormone every day. And you could actually get addicted to that right action or those processes. It's totally achievable. And the great thing about these process goals is because they're immediate and generally quite small, they are very likely to happen, particularly if you monitor them and you're prepared to modify and improve them as you go. They become habits, automatic over time. And if you trigger them and chain your habits together, they kind of become an automatic system that can run quite decent sized portions of your day. Now, as far as carrots go, I always say, use a daily tick box. I use my daily tick box tracker in my Filofax where I've designed my own custom pages. And if I go seven days out of seven, I'm entitled to a reward. That gives me that self-accountability. In fact, my book, Elephant Sandwiches, which you can find on Amazon, is based around this simple idea. And a good many of my students use it and they love it because it's so simple. It gets them away from having these big goals that are too far away in the distance to get to, like I had. 
you know, I had these great big goals. I wrote them down. I visualized. I did all the stuff you're supposed to do about goals. And I took bugger all action. The goals were too big and too far away. So I couldn't kind of reach out and grab them and bring them to me. These days, I kind of see goals as being like a pyramid. The capstone at the top is the vision goal. Below that capstone, there's the awesome outcome goals, which rest on top of my project or objective goals. Further down the pyramid, there's the architects and the skilled craftsmen. These are my performance goals, the skill goals. They're making sure the work is done to a high standard and that the apprentices are coming along properly. And those apprentices are down at the bottom in the dirt. They're the grunts, the unskilled laborers, shoveling shit and hauling stones day in, day out. They don't have the grand vision because they're looking down at the stones, not looking up at the top. They don't get to the top because they're busy, really busy. So they can't see the vision that you have from the capstone, from the pinnacle, the vision point. But as long as the grunts do their thing every day, one rock at a time, one shovel of shit at a time, the pyramid will get built. So today, what are the goals that you can crack on with that will move you in the direction of your short-term project that'll grow you the skills you need to take you to the next level. Shovel it with a smile on your face because you're doing the right thing. And tomorrow, shovel it all over again. Repeat, repeat, repeat. The Great Pyramids built one stone at a time. One shovelful at a time. And all that shoveling can actually feel good. You could get addicted to shoveling it. So there you go. My current understanding of goals and how they really work. It's not rocket science, but it is neuroscience and to a certain extent endocrinology. So how about you? What do you do with goals? How do you structure them for yourself? Let me know what caught your ear in this episode and how you get on putting these ideas to work in your business and in your life. If you've got great tips for crushing your goals without losing your soul, I'd love to hear from you. I'll try that again. If you've got a tip for crushing your goals without losing your soul, I'd love to hear from you because I'm here to learn as well as to share and to teach. Send them over to me. It's info at neilcamido.com. I'd love to hear from you. In the next episode, then, we'll be talking more and exploring the world of business, mindset, entrepreneurship, and how to start, grow, and love your tutoring business. Again, if this is helpful as something you think we should cover here on the Tutor Podcast, do get in touch. It's info at neilcamido.com. And remember to look out for me on Twitter, where I am, at Tutor Podcast. Join me next time for the very next episode of the Deeply Groovy Tutor Podcast. Have a fabulous day. 
Get in touch with the Tutor Podcast via email or social media, and the Tutor Podcast team will be listening. Subscribe on iTunes, and you'll automatically get the latest episode directly sent to your device. And remember to share, rate, and review TTP so that we can help other people to start, grow, and love their tutoring businesses.